You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome back to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. few topics for you on today's show as we continue to, uh, to roll toward the NFL scouting combine, the beginning of free agency, ultimately the, the NFL draft late in April. First, uh, first thing I wanted to to ask is I wonder. I was curious if anyone watched uh, XFL games this weekend, the debut of the new football league. I honestly did not watch any of the games, but you know, if you guys did, I'm curious what you thought. Lots of rule changes uh, in the XFL. Uh, there are several familiar faces to Giants fans. We covered some of those the uh, at the end of last week. So. I'm curious what what you guys thought. You know, drop a line to uh, bigblueview at gmail dot com and and let us know. I'm curious what you guys uh, what you guys uh, thought about the uh, about the debut. So uh, so let us know. And uh, you know, if we get enough responses, maybe we'll put a, put together a post at Big Blue View with uh, with some of your thoughts on on what you saw over the weekend. All right, um, another topic that a uh, couple of other things I wanted to mention today. Want to uh, a little bit later on? I'll play for you an interview that I did with David Morris of QB Country. If you don't recognize the name, Morris happens to be a guy that we've talked to before, and he is the the quarterback coach in the off season for Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Worked with Jones quite a bit. He's worked with Jones, I believe, since his days since high school. Uh, was part of Jones' effort to to get ready for the NFL draft. He'll spend some time working with Daniel this off season as well. So we'll talk to we'll talk to David Morris in a little bit about Jones' rookie season, about his progress, about what he might be working on this off season. We know that the development of Jones, even with all the changes going on with the with the Giants, the development of Daniel Jones remains at the forefront remains the most important thing going forward for the Giants' future. Before we play that interview, though, I need to talk a little bit about the free agency of Giants defensive tackle Leonard Williams. Ralph Bacchiano of SNY reported over the weekend that Williams believes that his value is in the neighborhood of a $15 million per year contract, which would put him, I believe, you know, right in the top 10 among defensive tackles in the NFL. I've said before that I don't want to see the Giants pay Leonard Williams $15 million per year. 
we can gnash our teeth about the trade that the Giants made for Williams the end of or the middle of last season. I still I still shake my head. I'm still you know wondering why Dave Gettleman and the Giants thought that that giving up a third round pick and what ultimately could be a 2021 fourth round pick for Williams in the middle of a losing season when Williams was heading toward free agency was a was a good value was something that they really wanted to do. I could see making that move maybe for a sixth round pick, maybe for a a couple of seventh round picks, maybe a seven this year and a conditional seven in 2021 if he re-signed with the Giants. But to to give up what they gave up for Williams put the Giants in a really bad position. It put them in a position where if they don't re-sign the player, they lose both two draft picks and the player. And, you know, they get a half a season out of a player who who wasn't going to make a difference in whether they were going to be a good team or a bad team in 2019. So they're in a position where they really have to do the best they can to try to re-sign Leonard Williams. That said, I think they need to be smart. If you look at Leonard Williams, there are a couple of different projections. One has him around nine or ten million annually, and one I believe from over the cap has him earning fifteen million or so annually, which is what he seems to be seeking, according to Vacchiano. I would not be in favor of paying him that much money, to be honest with you. I like Williams. He's a good player, not a great player, not a guy who makes enough plays on his own for me to justify making him a guy that that gets top 10 defensive tackle money. If you look at, I took a look at uh, at some comparison players, Linval Joseph of the uh, of the Minnesota Vikings, who makes about 12 million annually. Um, Jarrell Casey, who believe, who I, who makes, I believe about 14 million annually. Uh, you know, several of these guys, um, who are in that price range. Marcel Darius is another one. Sheldon Richardson makes 12.3 million annually. Marcel Darius makes about 14 million and change annually. And just to look at the production of some of these guys, and of all of the guys that I mentioned, you know, Williams on a play-by-play basis has less game-to-game production in terms of tackles, in terms of sacks, probably also in terms of quarterback hits than any of these guys. So it's difficult for me to justify giving him that kind of money. Yes, the salary cap you know continues to go up. It'll be interesting to see not only Williams, but Arik Armstead of the San Francisco 49ers drafted in the same class as Williams is coming off a 10 sack season, best season of his career. And yet when you compare Armstead and Williams side by side, Williams has had the better career overall in terms of number of tackles, um, in terms of just year-to-year production, Armstead had the big 2019 season, but prior to that, he had never had a season of more than three sacks, had never had a season of 50 or more tackles. So it, it'll it be interesting to see 
you know, how those two guys end up getting paid. Estimates have Armstead, you know, making it around, uh, you know, $17 million annually. I believe over the cap has him at five years, $85 million estimated, which is $17 million per year. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Giants do here. I would like to see them re-sign Leonard Williams, but not at a price tag of $15 million per year. Not in a situation where it puts him in the top 10 among defensive tackles. I just don't think that he's worth that kind of money because while he makes the defensive line better, while he can be an impact player, while I do believe he makes players around him better, he doesn't make enough plays on his own for me to justify that kind of money. That said, the Giants are in an awkward situation here. They really are in a situation where it's difficult for them to let the player go simply because of what they've already given up to acquire him. So if any team in the NFL is going to pay Williams the kind of money that he seeks, it would be the New York Giants. And he would make their defensive line on paper better than it would be without him. It's just a question of can't of is he worth the kind of money that he's seeking. If the Giants bring him back, it's up to defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, defensive line coach Sean Spencer, to to get the kind of production out of Williams that they're paying for. So we'll see. It's one of the biggest conundrums of the offseason for the Giants. He's a player who would make them better. It's just a question of cost. In the end, I suspect that the Giants might end up paying Leonard Williams more money than anyone in the fan base would actually like to see them pay him simply because of the situation that they've put themselves in. It's it's difficult to, uh, to see them letting the player go after what they've already invested in him. We'll see what happens there, Giants fans. I hope the Giants don't overpay for Williams. But don't be surprised if they do, simply because of what they've already invested in the player. All right, let's uh, let's turn now to an interview that I did with David Morris of QB Country. We'll take a short break first, and then uh, and then we'll talk to David about the uh, the rookie season of Daniel Jones and his preparation for year two. Giants fans, we all know that the uh, one of the biggest keys, probably the biggest key for the future of the New York Giants is the development, progress, whatever you want to call it, for now second-year quarterback Daniel Jones. And here to, uh, to talk about Jones is David Morris of QB Country, who happens to, uh, to train Jones you know, during the offseason. David, thank you very, very much for, for spending a few minutes with me. Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited to be on. Hey, so let me ask you quickly the uh just an assessment from you, just an overall assessment of, of what you saw from Daniel Jones as a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I thought he looked looked good, you know. Um uh, it's hard to play as a rookie and 
and the league is is fast and the league is talented but um daniel um you know played well and and he uh got better and he you know i think he'll be better in year two and uh, you know i think like any rookie quarterback you're going to have your moments where um you know where there's a lot of learning experiences and a lot of um things you'll pull on and, and grow on in the off season and um so you know like like any rookie you're going to have um you know some some bright moments and some some ones you'll learn from right and so i think that uh all in all though uh he he had a good rookie year let me back up for just a second you saw him at the senior bowl you participated in his pro day there was so much gnashing of teeth you know when the giants drafted him 6th overall did you you know after those two events when you think back did you know at that point just how interested the Giants were in Daniel? I, I really didn't. I, you know, there's a lot of teams that that showed interest. And, you know, NFL teams are good at not showing their hand, uh, uh, you know, during, <laughs> during pre-draft uh, uh, time, you know, during pre-draft um, uh, phase. And so uh, we didn't know. We didn't know at all. Uh, you know, I thought that uh, – you know, we, we kind of knew of the teams that would potentially be drafting a quarterback, but no, I didn't know that. All right, so the, you know, one of the things that everybody, when they look at Jones' rookie year, everybody sort of obsesses about the fumbles. I think he led the league in in actual number of fumbles. And my thought on the fumbles is, look, every quarterback fumbles the ball on occasion. You know, you've got 300-pound men flying at you trying to rip the ball out it's going to happen on occasion I look at it more as a function of developing experience and developing pocket awareness and 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 those kinds of things more so than some sort of technical flaw when you watched him play you know how how did you feel about that and, and do you think it's an area that will improve going forward yeah like I mentioned earlier there there's moments in every season where you where you learn and where you uh, some of that learning is is not easy um to go through you know it's it's usually through error or through um you know bad plays and so you know th- those that's those are also opportunities to 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 grow uh this off season you know with whether it be ball security or just periphery vision um you know, or knowing to stop competing and and I think all those things are, are things that he's aware of and and I think, you know, his goal is to grow there this off season. And what is uh can you give us just a, an indication of, of the kinds of things that that uh that Daniel is doing that he's focused on this off season? You you mentioned the ball security but you know, I know folks are are always interested in what players are doing to try to get better. I think you kind of start over every off season, right? I mean, you you take a little break, you let your arm rest, you let your body rest, and um, it's a long season. And I think uh, you know, and then you and then you gradually get back into um, uh, where you're we're working out more and more as the off season progresses. But he's one of those guys that that is always. Um, working and always trying to think of ways to get better. And I think that's the way young players should be. And, you know, I think in general, though, I think he just wants to grow uh, basically in every phase. It's kind of a boring answer because I don't think there's just one. I think that 
you know, you want you want to be better all across the board, whether it be completion percentage or, you know, third down efficiency or taking care of the football in the pocket. You know, I mean, there's just all of it. Um, you know, playing consistent is the goal and taking care of the football. And, and then, you know, just getting wins, you know, it's hard. And so I think in general, I, I literally think that, that, that there's not necessarily – uh, one or two things. I think that you, you kind of focus on everything because you have time to. You know, it's it's funny. You you said that was a boring answer, but I think of of Jones, and I think that you know he he spends quite a bit of time giving boring answers. So so maybe that fits. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe maybe. Um, what I did want to ask you about is obviously a lot of change with the Giants since the end of the season. Not an ideal circumstance for a second-year quarterback to to lose his head coach, to lose his offensive coordinator, you know, to, to come into having to learn a brand-new scheme. What do you think, or, or let me just say, how do you think Daniel will handle all of that change going forward into a new season? He'll, he'll handle it well. He's a student. He is a guy that, uh, that loves learning, that, that loves challenges, that um, sometimes doesn't know when to stop, you know, preparing and, and it, 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 essentially one of these guys that that loves the, the getting better process and knows that there's really no shortcut. So, you know, I think, you know, some of the challenges that you mentioned are, are um, you know, they are challenges, but they're also opportunities to, to grow and opportunities to, uh, you know, to to learn more. And, and he is a student, right? I mean, before he was going to Duke, yeah, he was committed to Princeton and he, he loves the, he loves the study, uh, the studying component of learning football. So I, I think that in, in general, uh, you know, he, he doesn't mind a lot on his plate. And you're obviously, obviously a student of the game, a student of quarterback play, and you're obviously familiar with Jason Garrett. Um, what are your thoughts? It's a little different offense. He's got the reputation of, of calling a little bit more vertical game. Just what are your thoughts on, on Jason Garrett and, and what he might be able to do you know, going forward to help Daniel? Well, he's got a ton of experience. He's, you know, he played the position himself. He's, he's, a, he's a smart guy, right? I mean, he has a background um i think he's an ivy league guy right and so i think you know i think again i think there's two two guys that will uh enjoy learning together and challenging each other and um and i would think that obviously uh coach garrett's got a lot of experience experience in in the league and uh and had had success in the league so i I would think that uh daniel you know would see that as a as an advantage in in a um an opportunity to soak up, uh, you know, offense and soak up football knowledge from somebody who's been around for a long time. All right, David, last question for you, and I have to turn to uh, to the other quarterback with the Giants who I know you're very familiar with, having been uh, a teammate, backup, roommate of, of Eli Manning's, you know, at Old Miss, having worked with him, you know, in, in off-seasons for years and years. As he heads off into retirement, just your thoughts on on Eli Manning's career and his accomplishments and the things that he did in 16 years with the Giants. 
Yeah, just incredible. The, 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 obviously the length of the career is, is, is incredible. Um, the way he stayed healthy, the way he played in so many games, you know, consecutively and, and the way he did it, whether, uh, win or loss or, you know, great game or, or tough game. I, just, just the way that he, um, handled himself and the way that he always, um, just did things the right way, right, and, and with class and and um, with respect and honor, and um, and then obviously just had tons and tons of success. And um, you know th- those those two Super Bowl runs were just incredible. Some of the most exciting football that you'll ever watch are, are, are those are those runs to the Super Bowl. And and you know to be a part of it, I know all his friends feel this way. You know Eli does an incredible did an incredible job of just you know, there's so many people that felt like, you know, that they were along for the ride because he just does such a – him and Abby do such a great job of just um, including, you know, these you know, friends and family. And um, and just, 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 geez Louise, how much fun were the last 16 years. And, um, and, 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 and again, just, just the class he displayed, the uh, whether it be a, a MVP in the Super Bowl or a, a tough game, he, he – He's the same guy, and and that's always been the way he's been, and and just the the consistency, the the humility, um, uh, and then the class, and and the enjoyment, and the competitiveness of of the way he played is is really something that any uh, quarterback in the league or, or a young quarterback for that matter, you know, just just could really take you know a notebook full of notes on, on the way he did it, and uh, so yeah. Yeah, just a heck of a run. David, I know you're busy. We've got the combine coming up. We've got the draft coming up. I know you've uh, you've got quarterbacks that you're working with. Why don't you just quickly tell folks a little bit about uh, QB Country before I let you go? Sure. Hey, thanks, Ed. Yeah, so um, QB Country is a quarterback training and development company uh, for the most part in the southeast, but we, we did just open up in Jersey and uh, – uh, is, is something I'm really excited about. We're looking at also being in Connecticut here soon. We're on the East Coast also in uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we kind of stretch. We have 11 locations all the way uh, west. Uh, westernmost one is, is Dallas. So, uh, yeah, we train. You know, we train a lot of middle school and high school quarterbacks, and we train a lot of cor- uh, college and, and NFL guys. And, and kind of our model is, you know, we, we we just love being on the field with 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 quarterbacks and, and challenging them and uh, helping them get better, and, and we got a program for kind of each step of the way, and just the ability to uh, you know uh, help help these guys grow, and and uh, again you know kind of be along for the ride. Uh, the highs and lows of it is is, is really uh, where we find our most uh, you know it's kind of where, where we enjoy uh, doing this. So yeah, yeah, you can find out more at qbcountry.com or at qbcountry on Facebook or Twitter. And um, and we'd love to hear from you. All right, David. Thank you very much for your time. We uh, speaking of of going along for the ride. We hope to talk to you a little bit more, you know, going forward as as Daniel Jones' career progresses. We uh, we always appreciate the time. Hey, thanks, Ed. Appreciate you having me on. Take care. All right, Giants fans. That's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. Uh, please check out Big Blue View if you haven't been following our free agent and draft profiles. 
please do as we get you ready for free agency and the NFL draft. Also, please check out the Chris and Joe show. Those two guys do a fantastic job with their show two or three days a week here on Big Blue View Radio. Please also remember to subscribe to Big Blue View on all of your favorite podcast applications. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.